Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Najee Harris and Sam Darnold are both being linked to the Steelers' rebuilding plan. Is it a draft day dilemma? Or at the light. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. A top running back will come at a high draft price, but a former first round quarterback could be had at a deep discount. All this is the Steelers look to the upcoming NFL draft to rebuild their whole written roster for 2021 and beyond. All of Pittsburgh, it seems, has the Steelers poning up a first-round pick on a running back to revive the team's moribund ground game. Last season, that running game resembled a graveyard where running plays went to die. Heck, even Steelers president Art Rooney II is on record saying the Steelers must, must, must run the ball far better in 2021. All this translates into Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, and company picking the likes of Alabama's ball carrier, Najee Harris, right? Well, not so fast. Why were Kevin Colbert and Tomlin spotted Ohio State's probe day this week? instead of down south where Najee was working out? That's a good question. Perhaps the answer is Buckeye back Trey Sermon, who could be had by the Steelers at a much more palatable draft day price. Speaking of deep discounts, NFL analyst Peter King, among others, are linking the Steelers to another type of steal, a trade for former number one pick from the New York Jets quarterback, Sam Darnold. Word is the Jets are ready to move on and draft yet another arm with their number two pick. Darnold could be had for as low as a third round pick in a trade with Pittsburgh. Already, Steelers fans are debating whether Darnold could be rehabilitated in the Steel City, making him the heir apparent to Big Ben Roethlisberger. Indeed, many in that 412 area code see this shiny object clad in Jets green and insist the Steelers must roll the dice on Darnold. What do they have to lose? Well, for one thing, a third-round pick that could be used to fill some of those many needs for 2021. Others look at Darnold's game field and see a once-talented college prospect absolutely ruined by being thrown to the wolves in the NFL the Steelers should leave well enough alone. Indeed, Pittsburgh's holes are great and they are many, as Chuck Noll might say. They can't afford to waste precious draft picks on developmental quarterbacks, even those being dumped into the discount bin. Pittsburgh also cannot afford to miss on any picks in those top rounds of the draft. This is why smart money has them going for a boring but blue-chip tackle. 
prime beef rather than flash-in-the-pan sizzle of a running back with a short shelf life. As for all the fan clamor for a back like Najee Harris, history shows that taking a running back in the first round renders highly questionable returns. If you review the first-round backs drafted over the past decade, only a handful became bona fide stars for multiple seasons. And those blue-chip backs were taken at the very top of the first round, something the Steelers do not have the firepower to do. This history, coupled with that of the Steelers' own track record when it comes to drafting runners, augurs that the Steelers will bide their time when it comes to selecting their next featured back. In other words, Pittsburgh fans, don't pluck down cash for those knockoff Najee jerseys just yet. The draft debate is hot and heavy surrounding these Steelers who seem to need everything. This fact makes it more difficult than ever to figure what Colbert, Tomlin, and company will actually do. No wonder all the Pittsburgh pigskin possibilities are so damn intriguing. And we explore all of it in this draft-heavy edition of your Steelers Update Podcast. So let's get right to it. But before we do, just one side note. I'm assembling plenty of amusing Pittsburgh memes illustrating your Steelers draft day dilemma for my Penn Live column, which is out first thing Thursday morning. So be sure to check it out. You'll always find plenty of bonus content not covered in the podcast. Now, without further ado, let's delve into that Steelers draft debate. First up, here's Mark Caboli, writing for The Athletic and sizing up the Steelers draft strategy. He also outlines a dire catch-22 dilemma that is presenting itself to Pittsburgh in this draft. He writes, quote, running back and offensive line remain the top two needs with an eye on tight ends. Wide receiver and quarterback, dating back to Ben Roethlisberger's return, likely are out as needs. And cornerback, outside linebacker, and inside linebacker are now in play. What we have also learned is the Steelers are in a win-now mode by bringing back Roethlisberger and picking Joe Hayden over Nelson at the cornerback position. That means doing what you need to find a player to help out right now. That is tackle and then running back. No debate. The problem is if you take a running back in the first round, which is not a smart idea, a potential plug-and-play tackle will not be there in the second. If you take a tackle in the first, then a stud running back might be gone in the second. To solve that, the Steelers cannot stand pat with their first two picks, unquote. So what are the Steelers to do? Here's Caboli's solution. Trade back from pick 25 to pick 29 in a deal with Green Bay and scoop up a veritable value at tackle in the form of Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. Caboli writes this, quote, Pro Football Focus said of Jenkins, he is a hulking right tackle who will build your quintessential line of scrimmage mover at the next level. The Athletics' Dane Burglar said this about Jenkins, finishing with the kill shot and sending defenders into tomorrow once he gets the upper hand. He tends to lean into blocks 
and defaults to his power over technique. Translation? Just what the Steelers need and want. Unquote from Kaboli. As for solving the Steelers' woeful running game, Kaboli suggests the Steelers kick the tires on Javante Williams out of North Carolina in the second round. But to do so, Kaboli says the Steelers will have to trade up in the round from their 55th pick to at least the 49th selection, and even then they should consider themselves lucky should they land Williams for their grounded ground game. He writes this, quote, Williams has been rocketing up the draft board, and that's not a positive development for the Steelers. Of all the running backs in the draft, Williams is the most ready now, three down back. He can run with speed, power, and athleticism, catch passes, run routes, and block in pass protection. So why isn't he a first-rounder? Well, over the past decade, only 14 backs have gone in the first round, with five being bust, two having short shelves lives, two being too early to tell. In short, only three bona fide running back stars have thus far lived up to their first round draft status. Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, and Saquon Barkley. Hey, you can read Caboli's full column for all the other names in this first round running back assessment, and I can't disagree with it. The first round is too rich for a running back, even the likes of Najee Harris. But Williams in the middle of the second round could be a Steelers steal. Great stuff again from Mark Caboli with The Athletic. And he concludes this about the Steelers draft. Quote, it's difficult for teams to pull a trigger on a 20% success rate with running backs, especially when all of those stars came within the first eight picks. Williams will surely fall to the second round with Najee Harris and Travis Etienne slotted above him. But will he fall to the Steelers at 55? Likely not. To go up and get Williams, the Steelers will want to jump in front of the Dolphins at pick number 50. Unquote. The big payoff, according to Gaboli, quote, Williams would see action immediately for the Steelers and could be a difference maker. He's been called a violent runner, averaging more than seven yards per carry and 4.6 yards after contact. He finished his career with 2,297 yards on only 366 carries, unquote. Hey, all interesting stuff from Mark Caboli. But when debating the draft, there's always another side to these potential Pittsburgh picks and even the positions the Steelers will address. Tackle, running back in rounds one and two? Maybe, maybe not. Here's Tim Benz with Trib Live reminding us the Steelers typically prefer more value when filling these positions. He writes, quote, The Steelers have only drafted one first-round running back since Tim Worley in 1989. That was Richard Mendenhall in 2008. The franchise's last first-round tackle was Jermaine Stevens way back in 1996. Believe me, if the Steelers go RB offensive tackle or offensive tackle RB in the first two rounds, I'll be right there applauding with you, especially if the running back is Alabama's Najee Harris. That said, the offensive tackle pool is deep this year, and you can always find good running backs in the second or third round. I wouldn't be shocked if Colbert and head coach Mike Tomlin 
are tempted to replace Steven Nelson, Mike Hilton, or Vince Williams with a first-round cornerback or inside linebacker, unquote, from Tim Benz. So, Steelers fans, there's that. Anything can happen in this draft, even in those crucial first, second, third rounds. But what of the position that Pittsburgh most loves to discuss? Yes, the quarterback and the big question, who will be behind center after Big Ben retires, likely after this upcoming season? What are the chances the Steelers would spend draft picks on an arm, either via trade for Sam Darnold or in the draft for the likes of someone like Alabama's Mac Jones or Texas A&M's Kellen Mond? The jury is out. For Steeler fans, however, quarterback is always the most shiny object. And smart money says you always try to land a franchise arm because that position rules the NFL above all else. The downside is you cannot afford to miss if you spend a premium pick on a QB. And if you take a flyer on another developmental project in the third round, you're wasting a much-needed selection that could be used to fill all those free agency holes the Steelers have dug for themselves. Here's Paul Zizi shutting down all the chatter about the Steelers spending any of their picks on a quarterback this year. He writes this for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, quote, A persistent rumor for at least two months is that the Steelers have interest in trading for Jets quarterback Sam Darnold. The rumors of this resurfaced Monday, and it was also reported that it might only take a third or even a fourth round pick to pull it off. It makes very little sense, but I understand why some people would be enamored with the idea. Darnold is a former first round pick and is just entering his prime. He's a big, strong athlete with a big arm. He looks the part, but hasn't always played the part, and many are convinced he would be a much better player in a better organization, such as the Steelers. I think all that is a pipe dream. Darnold has all the tools, but seems to be missing some intangibles to be a star. He is a classic case of a talented player who will likely never fulfill his promise. Darnold is a nice off-season discussion, but I don't think he's a significant upgrade over Mason Rudolph. It isn't just about Darnold, though. It is about the Steelers being smart with their resources and not wasting them on players that are luxury items. The Steelers don't need a quarterback. They brought back Ben Roethlisberger, which means they are in win-now mode. The quarterback position is one the Steelers should ignore until next offseason. All that matters is the Steelers have a chance to play for the Super Bowl this year. That has to be the focus, and that has to be the focus of every offseason move they make. Hey, it's fun to dream about a quarterback or some other skill position, but the Steelers don't have the luxury of doing that. Unquote from Paul Zizi staking out a strong position of no quarterback in this draft and no quarterback trades in his piece for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. So it's settled then, right, Pittsburgh? Wrong. The debate over this Steelers draft is only going to get hotter. And of course, we'll have it all for you right here until the picks and Pittsburgh's picks in future are in. So download your Steelers Update Draft wherever you download your favorite audio. And of course, why not just sign up for the podcast so you get it automatically 
And yes, on PennLive.com, anytime there is your Pittsburgh real-time news. <laughs>